0: Remember, as the song says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Join us for some grown-up fun, interesting and stimulating conversations that will motivate, inspire, or just make you laugh. And for more grown-up fun, visit our website, The Three Tomatoes, and the three is spelled out, and sign up for our newsletters. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the episode.
1: Hello, Tomatoes, and welcome back to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour podcast. I'm your host today, Kim Selby, and I am the San Francisco editor of the Three Tomatoes newsletter. Today, we have a very special guest, Dr. Drayvon James. She is a beautiful soul who has a wealth of experience in life and shares that experience with so many, because she is the founder of Everyday Peace, and we'll go into that. She's the host of Everyday Peace on Unity Radio. She's also a life coach, and the author of Freedom is Your Birthright, and she's an inspirational speaker whose goal is to educate, empower, and inspire others to build the life of their dreams no matter what. Side note, she's also a pharmacist and has been, has her doctorate in that and works full time in that profession while doing all of these other things. And we do here at The Tomatoes so admire women such as yourself, Drevon, for (laughs) accomplishing so very much. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
0: Well, thank you so much.
1: I'm delighted to be here with you. You are an inspiration to many people I know. And you wanted a career on the stage, which is obvious through the way you speak and carry yourself. But then you chose to go to college and graduate school to become a pharmacist. That's sort of an interesting departure. Basically, what got you started in that arena and then transitioning into also being a thought leader? Because you do both.
0: Yeah, that's such an interesting question. I get asked it all the time and I never get tired of telling the story. And normally what people say is, how does a pharmacist become an actress? And I said, no, the real question for me is how does an actress become a pharmacist? Because it was my love from the fourth grade I did a play, I auditioned for a play. I auditioned in the third grade. And in the fourth grade, I finally got a role as a tree. And so I was so delighted. I just knew, you know, I would just blossom into this great actress. And so that was always my love. And my mom, of course, who doesn't have fear for their little girl who says, mommy, <laughs> I've decided <laughs> that I wanna be an actress. And so her, her thought for me was that I was gonna be a doctor. And so we compromised and I got a doctor degree in pharmacy and it took me, and it's the interesting thing about this is that you are who you are, right? So you use your gifts everywhere you go. And I know that for me, acting was um, a form of healing. It made me feel whole. I think I was always a bit odd. It made me feel like I, I belonged, And it made me feel like I was giving the best part of myself to somebody else. So here I find myself in pharmacy school only because I happened to be the only person in my senior Latin class who the counselor knew would go to the meeting, the meet and greet with these people from the pharmacy school. So there there you are. I get to that meeting and they sold me. They're like, oh, you know, you'd be great at it. That's okay. You know, It beats, I was gonna go to medical school. And I thought, well, I'll stop at pharmacy. I'll see if I can pick up the acting again. But what I discovered about myself is that I was good at math and science, but I loved helping people. And so I got it. It, 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 pharmacy kind of like put its arms around me and kept me because there I was helping people and then I found room when I had my oldest child who's 21 now I had her and she may have been four or five months old And I looked at her and I said there's no way I can tell her to follow her dreams if I don't follow mine so I went back took a few acting classes and started auditioning and then I sort of ran both careers parallel and through there, I said, you know what I'm also gonna do is I'm gonna pick back up my writing and my, and I didn't even have a name for it. Um, I just wrote and I taught at church events, anywhere Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, I used to teach about, you know, living your truth, being your peace that you wanna see in the world. And it all sort of came together, just me following my
1: love and my service for others. It's interesting because I talk to a lot of people who come to their true passion later in life. I am one of those people. I wanted to be an actress in the fourth grade. Well, I wanted to be one since I was five, but in the third grade, this is just interesting. Our school did Mary Mary, Mary Poppins, yeah. And I tried out for the role of Jane because I really wanted to be Jane, but they gave it to a fourth grader. So I was one of the birds in Feed the Birds. Yeah, that did not fulfill my theatrical ambitions at the time. That's just a little aside there. <laughs> But I love how you have been able to carry on both worlds. You have been able to serve people in a variety of ways rather than just in the pharmaceutical arena, but you are serving people by your gift of speaking and creating and helping people find their self-worth. And you have started your movement or your handle every day peace. Tell us a little bit about everyday peace and why
0: that. (laughs) You say everyday peace, and it's almost like I'm hearing it for the first time. I get all tingly and warm inside because um, you can imagine, I've I've been working as a pharmacist in healthcare for over three decades. So um, every day for most people, carries some sort of struggle, right? And that sounds like a horrible thing if you're living it. I know I've lived that part of my life too, but every day in that struggle is also the seed of greatness, right? Because iron does sharpen iron. When we're in the middle of these struggles, my mom used to say, whatever doesn't kill you will make you stronger. And I used to you know, sit there and say to myself, oh, you gotta be kidding. But as I grew and realized that, yeah, I'm stronger from this battle, from that, from that disappointment, from this, I'm stronger. And it helped me to see that every day is filled with peace and opportunity if you choose. And I got to tell you what the definition of peace is that we use in everyday peace. Peace is wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. So when you have that definition, you say every day is going to be whole, which means that everything that shows up is meant to be there. Now here's the magic is that I, as the leader in my life and my earthly journey, get to decide what the thing that showed up means. So I could say flat tire on my way to work, worst thing ever. Or I could say flat tire on my way to work probably saved me from something else. I get to be the author and I'm a a creative type, so are you. So I think in terms of I am the main character, right? (laughs) In this stage play, you know, I have been, and so here I am getting to decide how this is gonna, I, I don't get to determine the event, the event showed up, but I get to determine what it means in my life. And so that's everyday peace, taking the good, the bad, everything in between, and then deciding that I will use this, to get me to my next level of greatness.
1: That is beautiful and wonderful. And it is what we have all had to experience over the last year and a half. We have all had to be improv actors in our lives and say yes and to what just got thrown in our face. And some of us have handled it better than others of us because the stress that comes along with the global pandemic and the yes, you need to wear masks. No, you don't need to wear masks. Yes, you can do this. No, you can't do that. We, our minds are constantly spinning and we have to navigate the waters of this strange arena in which we live.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's so interesting. And there is that perfect example of we get to choose because we're all in the same water, right? It's this, this pandemic. Is, I spent some time with a friend uh, last weekend and she said to me, She couldn't go to this event because they've now reinstituted wearing masks. And I thought, well, that's strange. We've been wearing masks the whole time. And she said, well, I have a high freedom score. And I, I just feel like my freedom is being taken from me if I have to walk in here and put a mask on. And I thought, well, it's good that you know that and you recognize that about yourself. And you get to pick and choose where you want to be. And I think that is what one of the things that's coming out of the pandemic is for us to understand ourselves more, we've definitely, I know me, have spent more time with just me (laughs) over this time period than I have ever done before. Now in that time period, we're could we definitely feeling a little anxious, but being in awareness and saying, this is what I'm feeling. This is, and just not being able to push that away, being able to sit with it and say, I'm feeling this. And then naturally, organically moving on to the next question is why? What is it about this time with you frightens you? What is it about this level of intimacy with you frightens you? And, we'll, and the mind will go to all the external stuff. Well, I'm worried about job security, real fear. I'm worried about contracting, You know, or my loved ones contracting COVID, real fear. Those are real concerns. But when you go deeper and deeper and deeper, you'll realize it's that isolation really is getting to people. It really is that time alone
1: with the only person that you will do this entire journey with, you. Well, I don't think we were meant to be in isolation as human beings. And I think that has been the hardest thing for me as a people person, as an extrovert, I have come to love Zoom, hate Zoom, love Zoom, hate Zoom, because I have been able to reconnect with people. And I think if you haven't done that, you're gonna be even more depressed. It's not going to serve you to be in isolation constantly. However, what you said, which sticks with me, is we need to be aware of our thoughts Mm. We need to be alone and be comfortable being alone. And yeah. I think that's one of the greatest lessons that we have, well, hopefully learned. And it's been a challenge for me. And I know, Dravon. I know millions of people are not comfortable being alone. And that's why the Netflix numbers are up so much, because people turn to alternative to outside forces rather than sit with themselves. We are so uncomfortable with ourselves. And I have to say, I am the same way. I
0: love being with people. So I've joined so many uh, groups online and just a way to expand my my social circle because it's important. I agree we are meant to, to, to one another each other. But this idea of Being afraid is almost like a fear of ourselves. We don't want to see ourselves. We're so hypercritical of ourselves. That's the number one thing, that we carry all of this shame about what we should have done and what we should have said and what we shouldn't have done and what we shouldn't have said, instead of applauding ourselves and and clapping for ourselves and saying, oh, my goodness, you showed up. You showed up. You may have shown up wearing a mask and pretending to be who you weren't, but showing up is the hardest part of life. Is showing up and being there. And now you get to have this time with yourself and it's not meant to criticize yourself. This is time for you to sit down. And I love this phrase. I tell my kids this all the time. Learn to parent yourself, right? Do the job that we wish maybe our parents had done. It's to say, I see you. I understand. I understand. I love you. Mm-hmm. And that gives us the courage to feel good about ourselves and then gives us the courage. I, I, as I coach people and they tell me, I can't do a Zoom meeting. I can't, I, I can't join a meetup group. I can't do that because I'm too shy. I'm too this. And because the camera is on this directly at me, I can't fold myself in the, into the back of the room. And that's all about us having these shame pockets inside of ourselves instead of saying, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. I love you. Even, you know, you made all those mistakes and you still show up, I love you, you're incredible. You rock. This is what we're, these are the conversation that we should be having with ourselves
1: during this very difficult pandemic time. I really, really like the way you phrased that, that we have the opportunity to parent ourselves as the way that we wish perhaps we had been parented or in the way that we wish we might've parented our own children.
0: Yeah, isn't that something? And there's a lot of guilt around it. That's not something, you know, to be that parent, to model that, right? Because isn't that healing if we have children who are still watching, See so, you know, mommy may have missed the mark and what mother doesn't miss the mark? What dad doesn't miss the mark, right? There is no perfection in any part of the game, right? You know, the children missed the mark, the parents missed the mark and that's okay, we're all still okay. But to to let your your children watch you, so you model that healing and that forgiving of yourself you model that because so, they'll miss the mark in some areas in their life. And wouldn't it be great for them to know how to self-soothe and how to heal in a positive way.
1: Yeah. That's a beautiful gift to ourselves and to our children, should we have them or to our partner yeah, who may not be on the same page that we are on, but to see us accepting ourselves, yeah. that is a gift to everybody.
0: Yeah, and you know what happens when you accept yourself, and we accept ourselves more, we are less critical of others, right? So it makes all of our relationships better because now we start to see ourselves in other people. We say, oh my goodness, you know? And I often say the thing that annoys us most about other people is that, that trait that shows up maybe differently in us, but that same trait that shows up in us and that's the universe being so kind and kind of tapping us on the shoulder and say, hey, you may wanna do less of this.
1: Right? (laughs) Absolutely. And I 1000% agree with that, because I can see in my friends, when they do something that annoys me, I'm like, Oh, my gosh, I do the same thing. Except when people are late. I'm not late. Oh, oh my! I
0: wish I could say the same thing. <laughs> I over—I always overestimate how much I could get done before I did the next thing. I'm like, I probably could do this too. I'm like, oh, it was with the good intentions, but I try to be not as late. I'm not—I'm never chronically late, but I don't like to be even five
1: minutes late. So. <laughs> me, me neither. I mean, I really don't. I yeah. really don't. And you were early on time today, so thank you for that. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> what is the biggest I guess, complaint or concern that you have heard from your clients or people during this pandemic, during this time? Is there one thing that stands out? It is over and over again is the uncertainty of it all.
0: People are just, they just, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. You know, I hear that all the, all the time. And, 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 and I understand that we all, you know, there is a lot of uncertainty. However, this uncertainty just has a highlighter mark on it because I tell people and myself when I get anxious is that we never know. We only think we know. We never know. The, today is no more uncertain than it was five years ago. We really don't know. The day before that COVID pandemic was announced, we didn't know, right? So we never know. So getting getting comfortable with curiosity, getting comfortable with curiosity, and then doing something that Einstein said, and I know I'm gonna mess this quote up, but I mess it up all the time and people really get it, is that he said, every day when we get up, we have a decision to make. We have to decide, do I live in a hostile world? where everything is against me? Or do I live in a friendly world where everything is for my good, even when it doesn't look like it? That's a leadership decision that we have to make, is that even though my eyes, who would have chosen the pandemic? None of us, but we have to decide, get up and say, you know, it showed up, it showed up and I'm still here This has not come to ruin me. It's come to grow me in some capacity. I'm curious, you know, how can I grow today?
1: So it's a mind shift, a mindset shift. And how do we get other people or everyone? I work on that very much myself. But how do we get other people, the world, to also embrace the mindset that I have the choice to look at today in a different way.
0: Yeah, through love. You know what I find that never works. I hear people do this all the time. Well, you should look at it like this, right? That just never works. People get, they brace up and they just put up boundaries, right? But it's always interesting to say, oh, I can see how you can see it that way. Have you ever considered, mm.
1: right? Yeah, that's I understand.
0: Nice. I I understand because we're really looking for, and you mentioned it earlier. We're not meant to be alone and isolated. But during this time of the pandemic and the vaccine and to vaccinate and to not not to vaccinate, it's caused not only isolation but now division, right? <laughs> we could, that's the last thing that we need. People are looking for somewhere where they can be seen and valued, right? They've been a tucked away for a long period of time. And then they come out and there's all this, you know, opposing viewpoints, you know, and just simply saying, oh, I could see how you could see it that way. Because we can, we know that everybody's an individual and everybody comes to the party with different views, right? So we, I could see how you could see it that way. Have you ever considered? And then whatever is the point that we wanna make after that. It allows people to then say, oh, well, thank you for acknowledging me, whether they use the words or not, they feel it, that they, feel that that melts oh gosh a lot of ice away when you say I see how you could see that validates them right there and then give them just a little bit not a lot have you ever considered that
1: mm. you know how fortunate we are because as my mother said <laughs> it's not what you say it's how you say it and how you phrase it yeah. to take it a little further
0: mm-hmm Absolutely. How we say everything matters, right? You you know, (laughs) we could say, I think some of the harshest things that we, you know, that would be hurtful, but say it with love and good intentions, and it could be received so great. Or we could say the most loving things in the wrong way. and People are like, I didn't get that. Was that love? It sounded
1: like hatred. Right, Right, right. Yeah. Well, I think you and I understand that having a love of theater and realizing how powerful words are and how words turn into thoughts and thoughts turn into things.
0: Mm. Oh, isn't that beautifully said? Isn't that the magic of the word?
1: Yes. The magic of words. And when you were saying that quote, it reminded me of the quote, and I will butcher this too. Thank you. I have a (laughs) lot of things in my head and you'll probably know we have a choice every day to either see life as a miracle or see everything is a miracle. I can't remember who say, said it, maybe mm-hmm. Wayne Dyer, but whatever the meaning is, let's choose to look at the miracles of life. Look how quickly our doctors were able to create a vaccine. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it took forever to us, but it really wasn't very long. And mm-hmm. whether or not, I mean, whether or not you believe in the vaccine, that's fine. I do. I want to get rid of this disease. Yes. Virus. Yeah. But, but
0: you're, you're absolutely right. Just focusing on the back. And whether or not you agree with it, you disagree with it, just knowing, oh my gosh, there are people on the planet Earth who could think and act that fast, right? It's amazing. And to be right. born in this time to see
1: that. Right. To see that. Right. we are given the gifts whether or not we choose to accept them that are out there in everyday life. And I'm a big believer in looking for the gifts. I also believe in random acts of kindness because Mm. if, if we want to model a positive attitude and embrace a yes mindset, then the greatest gift we can give people is a smile, a compliment, a cup of coffee, something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so
0: I feel the same way that um, if you took it right out of my mouth, I was going to say the smile is the easiest gift to give, right? It's a universal gift, right. right? And yet so many people hold it as though if they give it away, it would take something from their soul. But a smile not only warms the person who's receiving it, but it warms us.
1: Even if they can't see you through their mask, you can tell yeah. if someone's smiling.
0: Yeah. Oh, you can, the smile, it, it um penetrates. It's like this energy just comes off of you, right? And it's good for us. So it's, the mo- it's actually one of the most selfish things we could do too, is to smile. And just, you know, it releases all of this positive energy that says, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. It will be okay. Because what I have found through coaching and especially during this time is that everybody, no matter where they are in their journey of life, has the same thought, whether consciously or, un- or subconsciously, when they lie down at night, is that they want to know that they will be safe. That's it. I'll be safe. And my loved ones will be safe. No matter what's going on. Okay, I, d- I would never choose this. But can you tell me that I will be safe? That, that thought unites all of us and a smile helps to say you are safe in this moment. We are you are safe in my space. I'm safe in your space. So that's
1: we we have that gift to give each other free of charge. Mm, I like the way you phrase that a lot. That's really pretty. That's really nice. And I'm a believer that if you are feeling down, use those muscles to turn your smile up and eventually you will feel better. You may mm. not right away, but fake it till you make it. I do think there is some validity to that saying.
0: Oh, I do too. And thinking to yourself that you don't have to suppress. And I'm never telling people to put your head in the sand like an ostrich. You know, be mindful and say, you know, I am aware that this is the situation. And I am aware that this is what the situation appears to be because we never know, do we? We believe we know. So I am aware that this is what the situation appears to be. And I am aware that this is how I feel. Great. But then beyond, and, and we, we can't skip those two steps. They're so necessary. But to step into leadership in our life and, and, to, and to take that powerful position in our life and say, I am the leader of my earthly existence. And then to say, this is how I choose to respond in this moment, right? I've acknowledged it. I'm aware, I'm not, I'm not hiding from it, right? I know that it's here. I've acknowledged my feelings. I choose to get curious about a positive outcome. I don't know what that would be, but I get, I'm curious to see how this is going to work out for my good. I claim that.
1: That's very important what you said, and I've never heard it phrased quite that way about the leadership. We are our own leaders. We have to take ownership of our leadership. And the way you say it makes it digestible for everyone because there are people out there listening to this i'm sure who think to themselves when they hear that word leader oh i'm not a leader i'm not a leader i'm a follower i'm not a leader but you're not talking about leading groups of people or leading people into a movement you're talking about leading yourself we can all be leaders to ourselves that is the
0: best that that is your most
1: important leadership role
0: right and you have to ask yourself who is making these decisions for me right in my mind, who is, who's in there? Am I doing this? Am I listening to my gut and then making an intellectual decision? Or am I letting someone else tell me what their gut is saying? And I'm just following along. I'm not talking about moving masses. I'm talking about moving the most important person in your life. And that's you. That's the person you start this journey with and you end this journey with, and you will not be okay with sitting in your last day and saying, well I made all of these decisions because the media said it was a good idea or my mom or my dad or my cousin you want to sit there and say right or wrong do or die I led me mm. pat yourself on the back because that's a bit that's those are big shoes to stand in and Said, I led me you know some of these decisions nope I wouldn't make that decision again but I'm okay with the fact that I was a leader and I made that decision. No leader makes perfect decisions. We live and
1: we learn. Right. It also falls into the same category of giving our power away. Yeah. Because yeah. when you are following someone like a lemming, just because they said this thing, then you're giving your power away. Yeah. They, they right. seem to go hand in hand, being your own yeah. leader, owning your own power. making your own decisions, being comfortable and sitting with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Make And
0: standing in that space and saying, this is me today. And here's what I find a lot too, is people are afraid to say that because they're thinking, well, maybe this is me in these five minutes, but I'm not so sure. I've changed my mind before. And so maybe I'm not too stable I may change my mind again so how about I not make up my mind I let somebody else and what we don't know is that everybody's doing that right Right. so it's okay you're only asked to decide for this for the time that you're in and it's okay if you change my grandfather used to have this phrase which I absolutely love and I want to say um he had eight children, four girls, four boys, so evenly distributed, but he said it to his girls and to his granddaughters. He used to say, it's a woman's prerogative to change her mind, right? right. <laughs> and I and I would say, I would extend that and say it's everyone's prerogative to change their mind. Don't feel like this decision that you're making today has to be oh, a decision where you can see 10 years down the line. And, no, just for today. Be okay with deciding for today because not deciding is deciding, right? It's find- saying that, hey, Whatever situation is going on in your life, you make the decision for you and you make the decision for me. And that person's story, who's making your decision, may not have anything to do with your desires in life, your goals, where you've been, where you want to go. Stand firm and say, I make this decision today. And I give my, myself permission to change my mind.
1: Hmm it's really all about ourselves and getting in tune and in touch with ourselves. And that's scary to a lot yeah. of people. We know, I say this all the time, we know our entertainers better than we know ourselves, right? Oh, we yeah. Do- <laughs> it's easy to go on uh, Instagram and scroll through and see what they're up to. It's not yeah. as easy to sit with ourselves and make conscious choices from moment to moment or day to day.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the exercises I do with my um, coaching clients right away, is I say, you know, we're going to, in, in our organization, Everyday Peace, we have the three pillars of life, health, wealth, and relationships. And I asked them, I said, what are your top three goals for your health? What are your top three goals for your wealth? And what are your top three goals for your relationship? I said, and these have to be your goals, and then I'm going to ask you why. And I will tell you, I've had people spend months on that because they just don't know. They don't have any idea. Uh, They'll say, oh, I want to stop smoking. I said, great, why? And they don't know. I said, what what does smoking represent to you? What does quitting represent to you? You know, um, and they'll give me, oh, well, the Surgeon General says that. Okay, well, they said that before you started. (laughs) (laughs) What, What? Make this personal for you, why? I want to get married, I want to get divorced, why?
1: Yeah. it's digging deep yeah. it's yeah. going under the layers under the layers under the yeah. layers until we find out what that reason is oh I'm going to do that after this <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: and so. when you get down to the layer here's the funny part sometimes when you get through all that so some of my most unhappy coaching clients when we get through this very rigorous process they realize that oh my gosh I am happy here yeah, you are mm. you're okay,
1: okay. wow <laughs> We are getting near the end of our time here. And I have a question Do you ever sleep? Because you do oh. so much. <laughs> yes, everything in harmony, right? So I, I but I do, I, I do have a healthy sleep ha- pattern. Thank goodness. <laughs> right. Tell us, uh, Dravon, is there one thing you'd like to leave our listeners with that you think might help? inspire them or move them forward in this time? Should they be feeling a little, oh, frustrated with all that's going on in the world? Is there some piece of advice or an exercise or something you can share?
0: Yes. I would like to tell your listeners this, is that you are enough in this moment. Believe that, accept that. And here's an exercise to help you ground yourself to that. We know what we know from the external sources. I'm not saying to turn yourself away from the media, but I am saying to turn yourself more inward now and make a daily practice of writing down two to three things that you love about you. Right now, today, in this moment, not what you loved about you yesterday or what you'll love about you when you lose 10 or 15 pounds, what you love about you right now, every day, two to three new things that you didn't write down yesterday. Will help, will, it will elevate you. Your energy will change and you will become a people magnet. Even during this COVID pandemic masked era.
1: Oh, that is beautiful. I am so grateful for your time today. I know our listeners will just get so much out of this. Where can they find you? You can find me at drdravonjames.com. Um, that's my
0: website. And if I may, I'm giving away a free course on discovering your passion. How good is that during this time period? And if you email James at yahoo.com, put
1: free in the subject line, a
0: free course will show up in your inbox. Oh, thank you for
1: that beautiful and timely and necessary gift. Wow. You're welcome. And thank you so much for spending time with us today at the Three Tomatoes. It's been my pleasure.